Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Hey, everybody. So glad to be here today. This is going to be a really interesting topic. Everybody is so interested in how to handle keeping cool in difficult situations or confrontational situations. We're all interested. We all want to know how to be able to manage those things better. And you know, it's really so much more simple than we make it in our minds. We want to feel good through it. And we want the other person to feel good through it. And the sooner we accept that that might not be possible and that we can't control how they think or how they react. And all we can control is how we show up. That's when everything gets so much more smooth. So what I'm referring to are like confrontational or difficult employee situations where you need to have sit downs or possibly terminations. I'm also referring to maybe customer service escalations or something of that nature. It could be a peer or a boss type situation where you find it to be difficult and you need to manage your mind through that in, in the situation. It could be a sudden change in plans that kind of throw you off. And it could be urgent or dangerous things. I think all of these things can sort of fall into a similar category. So what I have found is many times we fall into the pitfalls of what we end up doing when faced with difficult situations. So what I'm referring to are a list of four things that we tend to go to. And I think it's really interesting to be aware of when you do this or certain ones you choose more than others potentially. So take a listen and see what you think. So one of them is making quick decisions because we're in a hurry and we just have a lot to do. We're overwhelmed, we're stressed, we have other things that are way more important and we just make a fast decision and move on. Sometimes that's okay, sometimes it's not, but it's a pitfall we can many times fall into when these kinds of situations arise that we might regret later. The next one is trusting someone else's opinions and not verifying it for ourselves. So not doing the digging and knowing the facts. And the fact is, what if someone else is reacting and falling into their own pitfalls if you're delegating that responsibility of opinion to them? So if you're a leader, it's up to you, not them. And delegating it to somebody else can turn into setting someone else up for failure if you're not providing clear direction on what your expectations are. And not digging and finding the evidence yourself and understanding the facts and all the pieces and parts ends up falling on you no matter what. You're the only one responsible in the end. The next one is trusting our guts and allowing that to be and fall into an emotional place. When we say things like, it just feels right, or I'm trusting my gut on this one, or I'm just going to go with my gut. Many times that comes from a place of emotion and a chemical reaction in our bodies. So just be aware of that. And the fourth one is we procrastinate. We delay or we avoid because we don't really know how to handle a situation or maybe we just don't have a desire to. 
Maybe you're just not the people person in your company. Maybe you don't like managing the people. Maybe you're telling yourself, I'm not the customer service department. I have other people who handle those things, or I'll deal with that later when I have time. Procrastinating, delaying, and avoiding because you don't know how to do it or have a desire to is not a reason not to do it as a leader. It's your job. So the two approaches that we end up falling into, especially when we are trying to avoid or don't know how to handle confrontational situations is one, we can tend to fall into being reactive, like I mentioned above. And by definition, acting in response to a situation rather than creating or controlling it already shows you how the power and the control is not in you at all. Your tendency is to react chemically and emotionally. It's not coming from a place of thought and mindfulness and strategy and information and data. The other thing is we want to be seen as decisive and decisive is a very admirable quality. By definition, settling an issue, producing a definite result, having the power or quality of being able to decide, putting an end to controversy. All of these things display lack of hesitation. You're very resolute. You're very determined. You're very decisive. It's indisputable, very definite. All of those things sound great. So let me address those. We many times can fall under the false impression that our first instinct or our gut instinct and reaction is the right one. And with practice, that can be, that can be true. Sometimes it may be true with experience and your awareness of this, it can become true more consistently. But until that time, until that awareness, until that experience really applies, it's likely not. So it's hard to trust that until you've gone through this process. So when are each of them appropriate? Obviously, reactivity and reactions are what keep us alive. They're tremendously valuable. When you're decisive about what to do in a fire, yes. Or avoid getting hit by a car or a bus on the street, of course. Many of these examples of being reactive and reacting quickly, very valuable. It is what keeps us alive. It's what's kept our species alive for as long as we've been around. So nobody can say that that's not valuable. When we're decisive, there's tremendous valuable um, power in that. We see commanders in the military as being very decisive versus somebody who wavers or easily changes their mind or can easily be swayed. So both are tremendously valuable, but both have their downfalls too. So as a small business owner, the decisions that my husband and I made during uh, that time many times affected so many other things. And unless you're in the position to really be able to see the impact of all of them, you really can't be certain that you are making the right decisions until you've taken the time to think that through. And it was our responsibility to ensure that we did that. Taking the time is imperative in order to ensure that our authentic and genuine mission and values were being consistent and carried through all departments, everywhere that it was impacted. Think it through. Does it send one message that we think is clear, but it actually sent a different message to somebody else? Those are important. And when we got it wrong, we paid for it later. The cost was always so much greater than if we had just taken the extra time early on before making the wrong decision. So I'm not 
referring to making mistakes or failing, if there's things that you certainly wouldn't have known, couldn't have known, wouldn't have been prevented, wouldn't have been able to be thought through, that is not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about the pitfalls. I'm talking about making fast decisions, trusting someone else when you shouldn't have without looking at your own facts, trusting your gut and being emotional or procrastinating or avoiding. Those are the pitfalls I'm referring to. So it could be things like, for us at least, decisions about whether someone you interview is the right fit or how to manage an employee who's not meeting the requirements and responsibilities or is being very difficult. Somebody who is really out of line or inappropriate, either in the moment, could be an employee, could be a customer, could be somebody else. Strategies for changes within the organization that you want to implement. And then compensation, right down to compensation increases, promotions and bonuses. Those kinds of things fall into all of this and require all of this thought. So my husband and I had a rule of always gathering our facts, discussing them. Then we would intentionally not make a decision until at least the following day. Sleeping on it always allowed us to come back with a clear head. And then it created a lot of confidence in our decision making. So what I'm going to suggest to you is that one of the ways we want to look at approaching decision-making is really a combination of reacting in our emotions as well as being decisive. But instead of reactive, I want to look at proactivity in our decisiveness. The combination of the two creates wisdom. And to me, the definition of wisdom is taking the analytics and taking the emotions taking the proper balance of the two. And that to me is where wisdom comes from. There's a lot of charts online you can find for that. There's a lot of teachings regarding this where wise mind is somewhere in the middle of a perfect balance between the analytical mind and the emotional mind. And the truth is both of them have value. Both of them contribute to each other. And when both of them are considered in the process, wisdom comes as a result. So a proactive approach rather than a reactive approach from a place of wisdom coming from a combination of experience, education, research, and decisive emotion. It's a healthy combination and a balance of both analytics and emotions. So here are my sort of best approach tips for making wise, proactive decisions. Step one, is to take a break. That could be a breath. (sighs) You know the, the saying, count to 10 before you react or say anything. Same thing, take a pause, take a moment or two, take a step back. It might mean sleep on it. Any of those things allow your mind to no longer be fed by the chemicals that are creating emotions from it, reactive emotions. The second tip is bring your best self. How are you approaching this and who do you want to be right now? Is this going to come from a place of confidence and well-researched, thorough discovery or anger, frustration, ego, any of those things? Good results can't come from those negative emotions. The good results are going to come from you bringing yourself to the situation in the best way you know how and choose deliberately. 
The next one is listen. I know you've all heard me talk about listening being such a valuable quality, and I truly cannot stress it enough. Listening, asking questions, and seeking to understand a situation has value that you can't even recognize until you do it. Then evaluate. Take the time to really investigate, research, look into the details. That could be minutes. It could be hours. It could be days. Could be weeks, could be six months. It doesn't matter. Take the time it needs and deserves to have in order to gather what you need to make a good decision. I'm not saying let it linger and let it drag out. What I procrastination is not what I'm going for here. I'm saying allow yourself the right amount of time to gather the facts you need to make the right decision that you feel confident in. And then be willing to consider that you might have thought initially might change and that's okay. You might've had an, an initial opinion and it might've been strong and it's okay as you gather information to change. So be willing to be open-minded, be willing to be influenced. That's exactly the purpose of this process is to go through that. Be open to the idea that your mind will change. And if you're doing that, you're gonna look for the things so that you can weigh it properly evaluate all the facts. So then after you've done all that, ask yourself again, who do you want to be? From what place do I want to make this decision? And how can I approach this from a place of wisdom? So your credibility as an authentic leader who lives your value and your mission statement, it's measured with the decisions by your team each and every time. So back it up. You may still like all the decisions you make, you may still be 100% on target with it, but you will like it much more and you will communicate it and stand behind it much better when you apply it from a place of well-thought confidence and decisive wisdom versus emotions, feelings, or gut instinct as your answer. The respect of your team, the respect of your peers, the respect of your management, the respect of your customers, all of those things are affected by you coming from that place of wisdom. Then trust that your decision from this place will be the right one and the best one. That doesn't mean it won't fail some, at some point. That won't mean that there won't be holes poked in it at some point. That won't mean that you might not have to tweak it or eat your words or change the decision later. But if you are making it and you trust that you are making it from everything you have done, the odds are pretty good it's going to work out for you. And the trust is what will create the best and right decisions for you. And then lastly, and very importantly, approach it honestly. Be willing to allow others to think whatever they need to think and feel whatever they need to feel. If you've done all of that and you can back it up and come from a place of wisdom and confidence when you finally have to deliver the news, you can't control it after that. They will feel however they will feel. Now, you can have true, genuine empathy for them. You can have compassion for them. You can have respect and professional behaviors with them and for them while you're also being honest and true to your wise decisions. So with practice of these skill sets, you're going to gain the tools and the confidence to address these situations better and better each time. So breathe. Bring your best self listen, evaluate, be open-minded, 
ask yourself again how you want to show up, trust your decision-making, and approach it honestly. Over time, you'll recognize better when you can truly trust your gut because it's a reflection of your knowledge and your experience and when you need to pause more first. Ultimately, you will not only trust that your decisions will be the best they can be for that moment, but more importantly, you will decide that you are okay and everything will be fine whether you were right or wrong. The willingness to learn to continually shape how you address things in the future is the real goal here. So if you'd like to become even better at managing or dealing with difficult people or situations, check us out at strivecoachingstudio.com where we tackle a topic each month to truly add great tools in your toolbox that we put to work into our days immediately. I would love to see you there. So come join us. Bye, everybody. Check out our show notes in the podcast section on strivecoachingstudio.com to read these valuable tips. And thank you for listening.